going, everyone? Greetings, welcome, and thank you for joining us. The new looking and sounding downtime gaming podcast, the number one podcast destination every other week for the news, views, and more within the world of board game, video game, everything else fun you can do in your hard earned downtime. On this week's show, though, it is a UK Games Expo special. UK Games Expo 2022 is coming to Birmingham this weekend. We're going to have a bit of a preview running through the board games, games and other fun stuff that's going to be there that we want to take a look at. So that'll be fun. Uh, before we get started, as always, I'm the host. Welcome to the show. Hello, my name is Sam. Across the airwaves, as always, because we all know another. It's Chris. What's up, dude? Hello there. I said dude again. I said dude again. I said dude last week. It's just, it's just it's, a term of endearment, man. I'll accept it. I, I write, It's written man. Spoilers. I, I, write, I write the intro. Um, and I never say dude in real life whatsoever. I just get to that word and just say dude <laughs> for some reason. I'll take being a dude. I mean, I, yeah. not to be too big-headed here, but I think I'm a bit of a dude anyway. So, you know, I'll, I'll take a it. Dude. <laughs> bit of a uh, doofus, more like. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So, this is, this is the point of the show where we normally just talk nonsense for like 15 minutes, catch up on what we've been doing. Normal, normal, non-gamey stuff before we get to the gamey stuff. Because this is a UK Games Expo special and people might actually be tuning in for the very first time to hear about cool games and things like that, uh, you might not know who we are and you might not care that I've been to Spain and Chris has moved house in the last week. It's just been crazy. Pretty good week. But also, it's been, it's been a pretty good week. Um, but if you don't know us, it's just random. So instead of that, and we could do a little bit of that, uh, we should maybe just do like a very quick intro about who we are and what the show is. Uh, the show, Downtime Gaming, welcome. We talk about board games and video games because, I mean, most podcasts only deal with one and it turns out that most people are just huge nerds and they love gaming and we're huge nerds in our mid-30s and we love gaming. Guilty. Uh, board, paper, dice, video, PC, console, phone, even phone, everything. Mm-hmm. Fucking all if of it. Yeah. If it's, if it's got gameplay, even if it doesn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it literally... Even a tangential link to gaming whatsoever, uh, we play it and watch it, and we want to talk about it. So that is how the show started, basically. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if it's like a board game or video games, and you know, we decided to take our own approach to trying to combine the two. Take our own approach, yeah, because you had you had the odd video game podcast that you know some people would play board games and occasionally mention them, and I've never listened to a board game podcast that kind of brought up video games. <laughs> Um, so you'd have to listen to like twice as much stuff when instead you could just listen to us drone on about board games and video games. Um, so let's do a quick, who am I? Why not? Love, doing this. Love doing this. Yeah. This is unscripted and unprompted because neither of us knew we were going to do this. I've just kind of thrown it in here. But like, hi, my name is Sam. I'm the host. Uh, I'm, as I said, we're both in our mid thirties. Uh, we both have been playing games basically our entire lives. Um, video game and board game mostly video games um board games has probably been i, I you know when we started even even when we started this wasn't a new obsession i still think it's like a new hobby even though i think it's been about eight years nine years since we got into like modern since i came back 2014 yeah, so yeah, eight years. We've, we've been doing this since you and hayward's heath yeah. and we found that board game shop and it suddenly became a thing that we'd go and buy a board game each and then yes. session it hardcore and that's kind of evolved from there didn't it yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things where it's like, yeah, me, you and our friend Zach, we would uh, get together and we'd just, yeah, go to a random shop. We'd all buy one game, we'd all go back to our houses, we'd all play our games. Some were hits, some were not, because mm-hmm. this was before we even researched it. We just like, bought, bought it based on the covers. Um, 
yeah uh, ever since like i've had like amigas amstrads nes everything through to all the consoles now all of the board games if you're i was gonna say if you're watching the video but we don't put the video up anymore uh i've got like a shitload of board games behind me um what do we like rpgs i like rpgs on both sides of things mostly on the digital side uh character action games like yakuza all the FromSoft games dark souls and elden ring obviously are amazing final fantasy pokemon nerd uh when you realize you start talking about this it's like i don't have my my tastes are very broad and i could just go on forever it's like mm-hmm. well, what do i like about board games cards and dice and anything with a card in it uh deck building tcg ccg any, anything with dice in it. Anything with like, yeah, see. What oh my do you, god what do you hate you uh, obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what's the what's your video game or board game pet peeves like what genres do you know you're not going to touch See, uh, I'll try everything. Like uh, video games. It's a bit of a hard question, isn't it? I can't even think of a game that I don't like. What game don't I like? What game don't you like? What's a game that we don't like? Oh, the games you don't like, like just, just just generally like a I just game. Don't that's play just games I don't like. That's yeah, the problem, exactly. isn't it? If I get bored after ten minutes, I I don't have an opinion to dislike it. I just don't care about it. <laughs> And that's the closest I get to disliking something. Yeah. I'm just apathetic towards it. I'm just like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to play yeah. it. So I played. I played some Sniper Elite Five this week. It was nah, fine. Perfectly nah, well. Super mediocre. Apart from like Perf- shooting like Hitler and the gonads. Yeah. You know. Perfectly well made. People love those games. It was all right. I'm never going to play it again. But like, I don't hate it. It was all right. First person shooters. I'm generally okay with. I don't massively enjoy them too much. Mobas. I mean, I love watching esports of MOBAs, but I won't play them anymore because it's just toxic. So there you go. Character action MOBAs and MOBAs. I guess Open World's my closest dislike just because it was really? an oversaturated market for like 10 years and I just mm. didn't care for it. And in board games, anything that's trying too hard to be too many things at once yeah. is, you know, like there's, there's something nice about like a, a refined game or like a nice medley of mechanics. But when people reach for the stars and they fucking land on the floor and it's just disappointing, you know? Yeah, that's true. Also, Cards Against Humanity can get in the bin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one you hate. Yeah. I don't even hate it. It's just tired and boring. You know, yeah, it's tired, shit. boring and offensive for the sake of being offensive. Yeah, um, The people who made it are dirtbags and the, the game is just racist, sexist garbage. It's just terrible. It's not talking. edgy for funny. It's just it's just trash. No, anyway. that's, what that's what I'm saying. I saw good TikTok about it. Okay, now we're just rambling. Now we're rambling. Yeah, the point oh, of this was not to ramble. And now we've immediately <laughs> turned it. We've not even done you intro. All we did was pick up on one thing I said and just talk for like seven and a half minutes. Um, do you want to do you quickly? What do you like? What, do you, what don't you so, like? Hi, I'm Chris. Yeah, nice to meet everybody. Now I feel like I'm in a fucking meeting and I've just got that original awkward presentation mode. So yeah, you did immediately like? change your voice into some uh, weird just, sort what, of... Hi like? guys, my name's Chris and I've joined the circle to talk about this. You, for some reason you <laughs> we, just went weird business We're going to circle back to this because, you know, put, put a pin in it for now. Uh, so, now, what do I like? What games uh, do you like? Me, I, I, I like play interaction. Like, play interaction. Like, for me, games are like... It's board mm. games especially. It's a social thing. Solo board games are not for me, to be perfectly honest. If you want solo content, I'm not the man for that. But yeah. I just, I like anything that's got that. I have like a, not take that, but something where it's like you bounce off each other, where knowing what your opponent's doing helps make the game better, more intuitive and better. Like shit, I grew up on games like Risk growing up. 
So like my board game experience as a kid was like, I know Risk now, but as a kid playing Risk with six people for 10 hours, you know, that was, that that was a day. That was fun. And now I look back, I'm like, what the hell was wrong with us? No wonder why we had (laughs) arguments and people would walk out, you know, the game's designed for that. Why did we do this? Like card games, like love card games, like Runeterra, like Magic growing up, Yu-Gi-Oh, all of that. Can't complain about any of it. RPGs, not as much as Samwise here. But I not no, gonna lie, I, I do love a good RPG. Like there's went no to a good denying it. Fifteen years of my life where the only thing I played was RPGs. Mm-hmm. I was once playing five Final Fantasies at the same time. Anyway. That, <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> they were all they were different. Uh, one of them one of them was a mobile app. That barely counts. I mean, I'm just gonna move swiftly past this. <laughs> but yeah, like I fucking like recently I've realised that anything of a nature theme gets bonus points. I've yeah, never yeah. been a person where theme matters. But in the last year, kind of like Canopy, Vassalinia's Cascadia, stuff like that. I mean, I've got, you can't see it, but I've got a designated nature shelf now on my new bureau desk combination. So yeah, mm. apparently, give me fucking animals and nature, and I'm down for it. Sweet. Yeah. All right. That was meant to be quick. That was 10 minutes. So we're, we're both people, and we like games. There we go. Have you heard of the UK Games Expo? Chris? Oh, I have heard of it. I have heard of it. And it's back in full force. Yes. They've got everything back this year, except for FG being dead, but, you know, everything FFG, else. FFG will be there. They just don't have any of the tournaments. Wait, are FFG there? We can touch Ooh. on that when we go through. Are they actually our, not? I, 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 I don't want to confirm yet. I'm not 100%. But do you, I did oh, so see you don't the know. games come up in the preview when I went for the shortlist before this. The full one or that the the spirit one? I went through the spirit one and I went okay, through so the award shortlist as well. No, they won't have any awards. Uh, the, the, no, the award shortlist is already up. It's already oh, up, no, Sam. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, FFG won't. Oh, no. That... There is an FFG game shortlisted, actually, this year. Yeah, for one no, of the no, there is actually. Yeah, I know we're talking shit, but they actually are. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, let's, we don't need to go through this now. But anyway. Yes, we've been going for about five or six years every year, uh, other than the pandemic year, because there was a digital version. Mm-hmm. And last year, there was a kind of quasi, maybe 60%, about 55%. Yeah. yeah, half one that you and Zach popped over to, but I didn't get get a chance. Um, yeah, so a first full one since 2019. Wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if you don't know, NEC and it's actually a takeover. Like when when Expos at the NEC, it's normally not small, but you know they might have a hall, they might have a few bits. Um, they've got three full halls of the NEC, yes. which is massive. This is yes. the I, I think now behind Gen Con and um, possibly the German one. This is now the third biggest board game expo in the world. Uh, Essenspiel, obviously, might even be up there with Gen Con now. But um, yeah. Loads and loads of publishers, loads and loads of uh, board game developers and designers, and yeah, demos, um, new games, games to buy, games to play, new games, old games, games library, games. There's so many free like, gaming indies. places. Yeah. Bring and buy, buy and sell. Vikings that camp outside for three days for some reason. The RPG events as well. You've got all the RPG events going on as well. Hundreds if you want to try that. into that, yeah, hundreds, maybe even thousands. It's a proper no, celebration of everything like board gaming and tabletop. You know, it's yes. like miniatures, tabletops, RPGs, board gaming, family friendly. It's all there. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say for the expo, it is super family friendly. 
yeah, I, yeah. I've never felt like, even during last year when it was a little bit like the COVID risk was still high, it just had like a nice vibe about it. And it was still quite a, just a friendly atmosphere, man. It's just 40 to 60,000 nerds celebrating a pretty new hobby. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, they used to have a lot of the Hilton as well. So the Hilton is like basically next to the NEC. You can kind of start with like a one minute walk. And so everyone would stay in the Hilton. But then all of the bottom floor is obviously conference rooms. Um, a couple of, uh, what they, what's a larger conference room called? Like an exhibitor thing where you all seats. An exhibition hall? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I that, there you go. So yeah, that. And um, it would all yeah, that's where the RPG events were. Everyone would stay in the hotel, they'd do the nighttime stuff, and then the two massive halls on the bottom floor would be open gaming and a game library. You just walk in, pick from like seven hundred games, uh, take it to your table, have a few beers, play a game, take it back. You got little flags, take a flag to your table, and it means we need more people. And you walk around, you see tables with flags on, and you go join those people I and play games. I always forget that. Yeah, like, yeah. We never take advantage of this because we tend to buy loads of games on day one and then yes. play them on the night and then buy so more games go day to two. The library. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think once uh, we played we played it with other people a couple of times, but not too many. because um, obviously we use it as a bit of a catch up as well, but well, that's so the thing, isn't it? We're, 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 we're people in our thirties, you know, we don't get to see each other as much as no. you know we once did. Yeah. Uh, as Chris alluded to earlier, there's also awards. There's other stuff. There's lots going on. But what we're going to do, I think we're going to we've picked out a couple of games from a couple of publishers, and what we're going to do is run through things that we're kind of excited about seeing. Uh, we haven't conferred our list, so hopefully there Ooh. are stuff that is different that will get each other excited because. Um, did you make? Did you only look at the spirit list? Did you look at uh, anything else? Uh, I, due to the house moving thing, time was not on my side. No, that's a. So, uh, so I found one or two others. Like. Yeah, but yeah, mostly the spirit. I think I imagine two or three of these will probably be the, the same. But uh, there's so much going on. So we keep referring to this spirit list. Um, there is an online magazine slash website called Tabletop Spirit. They do mm, quarterly issues of a board game magazine uh, or e-zine or whatever you want to call it and every year they do a huge ukge preview edition uh, this is 80 pages long um and it is a list of not every publisher because they obviously they can't do that uh, but basically the, the publisher they've chosen or the publishers that, that submit games to them get like a one pager you know one of the games they're showing the blurb as the publisher describes it so no you know no preferential treatment. It's just, you know, these guys just reach out to all of the, the publishers, try and get as much detail from them and just collate it into a nice place. So go check them out. Um, Tabletop Spirit, uh, subscribe to their newsletter because honestly, this is the first time I've heard of them uh, going through this, but they've been doing this for years and the magazine seems really cool. So I'm going to definitely stay on top of them, um, especially because it's super useful for making content for this podcast. So GG's to <laughs> Tabletop yes, Spirit. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's all free. Sooner, it's all uh, Patreon. Yes, so. yes, it's all free. None of the yeah. magazines are paid for. You can subscribe for free. Um, this is free. The, the document's free. Uh, all good. Go check that out. Right. Should we go alphabetical through everything, which is probably a bad idea, or do you want to just go through what you want to go through? I was going to say to do like back-to-back. You hit me, sure. I hit you. Right. Uh, You're right. There's 80 pages. There's hundreds of games. And shortlisting based on the name of the game, the brief blurb, and a picture, we're going to miss stuff. It's, this stuff is going to get missed here that both of us are probably going to love. 
Yes, and as well, if you go to the UK Games Expo website, if you go to what's on slash show slash new games, they have literally everything. So this is an extensive list of A to Z of every new, quote-unquote, new game that is coming out. Uh, and it's really long, way too long, uh, so which is why we're using somebody else's curator list. Thank you very much. Um, it, there's, just, there's just so much. So, well, yeah, let's just go through. What do you want to go first? I mean, uh, I could. We, I, I bet our first one is both the same ones, which is probably Alley Cat Games. Ooh, for Alley Cat Games, what game were you going to go for for Alley Cat Games? Well, Alley Cat Games are awesome. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. They have got a couple of things. Uh, Dice Theme Park, obviously, is the follow-up to Dice Hospital. Should be with me in the next 10 days. Because I, oh, back yeah, I backed that in Kickstarter, man. So that, uh, it should have already it. been here, technically, according to the last Kickstarter update, but it hasn't come yet. Uh, I'm going to buy it there and get it before you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to get the uh, the theme hospital roll and white they did because they also did that oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, I wanted that. Yeah, yeah, that looked kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I was all right kit back in that one, you know. It's, I was joking. I'm not going to buy it. I'll play it with you. Um, yeah, Dice Hospital was awesome and it uses their, uh, what they are now calling as a unique dice cascade mechanism, which is yes. the way that dice... You, you don't really roll them. They come out with numbers on and you use actions within the game and within the game board and, you know, action spaces to either plus one or minus one of those dice. And then once you hit certain numbers, certain things happen. So in Dice Hospital, once you get a, a the, the, the dice of patients and they might come in on one, two, three, you can up them. And once they get to six, then they're healed. And then, yeah, well done. And if you go to one and then minus, then they die. Um, and I presume, I don't know too much about Dice Theme Park, but I presume they are guest happiness. Yes, it's good visitor happiness. Yeah, boom! What a good guess. It, it makes uh, perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably the one thing they could have done. Um, and so, yeah, six is a happy guest, and one is a terrible guest, and it's you know a combination of theme park and dice hospital. So, two dope things. And on the topic of video games and board games, theme hospital fucking loved that game. Theme park yes. loved that game, and these are clearly inspired by those games from the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's inspired. Yeah. yeah. Almost almost stolen. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's uh mm. yeah. If we do play it there, I'm okay with us playing it there. You know, that's all right. Yeah, I think we will. I think we should. Uh, Dice Hospital we discovered playing it in twenty nineteen, in fact. Mm. Uh that was before it came out as well. That was a pre production copy. Because we couldn't buy it there. And I think we at least one of us would have. Uh yeah, uh, if it was there. This guy. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um what do you uh, put you on the spot here a little bit what's the next one do you think from alley cat games no 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 no. but like dice hospital dice theme park what's the what's the third in the series dice lawnmower simulator dice, <laughs> dice college or dice university i think they'll be inspired by the two point uh, two point series which is also inspired from theme hospital so i think there's yeah. a little bit of uh because Two Point Campus is the first university-based one of these. So I think that could actually work quite nicely because six mm. is they've graduated and one is they're flunked. So you've already got a metric for what the one to six on the dice would be. Yeah. And the campus itself has got so many different rooms, buildings, layouts with professors, teachers. So you've already got different mechanics and actions you can do. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a lot I mean, more logic to that answer than you were expecting. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, you've just taken Two Point's next game and turned it into a board game, which... It sounds lazy, but it seems like maybe that's maybe that's what they'll do. What would you do though? Okay, I'll put you back on the spot. Oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like what are the what are the main 
sim style games uh, from those oh, days. Oh, Dice sim Zoo. City. Dice Zoo. Yeah, Dice Zoo or Dice yeah. City. Um, one of those two. Sims you could probably Dice Zoo get this if you had like two freeze, then it would then count as a breed, and then you'll get another dice added on. So rather than just being getting them to highest and fucking them off, you want to combo numbers to then get them to mate, which then gets you more to then combo them off. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Cool. Games, I, I am that. ready for hiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is that kind of thing where the hospital stuff was similar to that, where you had to. We didn't have to, but it was fun to make those combos where if I tick this one up and then I can do use this power, which affects only two dice, but I have to have the two dice. So you have to use the one power before that to tick that to then use the two powers to then use the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. So we'll see. Um, and then Eternal Palace, obviously, is the other one. I played this last year during the pandemic. Uh, it was when Ross from More Games Please worked there and he was doing online demos with um, people that wanted to play the game. And I was like, sure. And then we played it, and it was really fun. Um, I mean, fun. It's a very crunchy kind of worker placement uh, style game. So it takes kind of the dice elements, but uh, uses them a bit differently. And it has many ways to score points. There are different tracks. There's different things. You can like you build this dope like painting of the the, the gardens as you go through. Absolutely gorgeous board art, gorgeous pieces. Um, and I'm yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. This is up your alley. I just look oh, yeah, this... looking at the picture on the box. I'm going, oh yeah, Sam the Weeb. This is this is he's. I'm not always a weeb. I did pull like four things. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just wanted to open with how you uh, open strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I it all got put back quite a bit because of the pandemic, obviously, because that was oh probably almost two years ago now that I played this. Um, and it got delayed a little bit, got put behind Chocolate Factory, it got put behind Dice, Hoss, uh, Dice Theme Park. Um, so it's still on the burner, still pre-orderable, but I don't know when it's going to come out. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to play it. I'd love to play it again. I'd love to play it physical, because it was yeah. fun. And it's the kind yeah, of thing down. Where, And it was actually really fun, just like jumping on with like two other like Twitter people. One of them I, I did know from Twitter, and Ross as well. So people that I'd kind of interacted with, but not too much. Um and we just had a, a really cool time playing it for a few hours. So, yeah. Well, Alley Cat Games have been good recently. What, Paper Dungeon last year? Really good game. Sold out on the first day of the expo. Yeah. So, like, they've had been a bit of a role recently. Yeah, definitely. Um, I won. They won't actually have. But, yeah, this won't be there, but. A Man can Dream. Of, yeah. Maybe Autobahn will be there, but I'm not. Oh, too, early. About, too early. Too uh, early. That only came. Is that too early? It's a Kickstarter about a month ago. I think we spoke about it on this about four to six weeks ago. Yeah. Tinder's Trail. We played that as well. That was. Uh, oh, I remember Tinder's Trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do, actually, we do actually play a game, not just uh, talk about them sometimes. Play those games. <laughs> uh, cool. Right. Did you have a next one? Or did you have one before that as well? I see. I've done my shortlist on web pages, so mine's not actually now in a list. So, oh yeah, I've opened up separate pages, but I've also put them in order because I'm not a heathen. Uh, I think these are in order. So this sure. one, uh, da, 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 it says loading up the web pages. I mean, if uh, the publisher begins with like an L, then it's not in order. But <laughs> we will find out if I can find the bloody publisher on BGG. Uh, Side quest games, 2d6.ee, pizza delivery. Right. And it's just a game about delivering pizzas and trying to maximize profits and maximize orders in a single okay. day. 2d6 games. Yes. 
And so, delivery a pizza delivery carrier, and you must try to make the most profit out of one delivery day. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but I kind of like those sort of games that involve using food as one of the mechanics, like Kitchen yeah. Rush stuff like that. So, you know, based purely on theme, I was like, oh, I'll have a look. I mean, the review on BGG said you could do with some extra toppings. So, hey, I did enjoy that. So, I definitely stole that joke. I know, at least you credited it before you even said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this looks. It looks mediocre as hell. But part of the expo is to play those mediocre games yes. to try them out and not spend your hard earned cash. Like, yeah, it might be balanced and it might be good after a couple of pints. We'll find out. It could be like a fucking proper nice pizza, you know, like really nice stone baked one from like an Italian restaurant, or it could be like a 99p Goodfellas from Tesco. You know, we'll find out. Goodfellas, lol. Dear. <laughs> um, right, my next one. I see the problem is so many of these that I'm interested in. I tried to be quite harsh with my selections. I've only got about seven, um, but I tried to be quite harsh. But anyway, the next one for me is Bombix Games. Ooh. Um, they make quite a few different style games, but the one that looked really cool that they are showing is called Glow for me. And it is a super stylized black and white, looks all hand-drawn, just like pen onto paper, like that is it. Uh, card drafting, dice rolling game. Um, so it is, yeah, card drafting, dice rolling, combos, uh, sorry, I have so many tabs open. Oh, As this goes on. For As this goes on. There's, this is going to be hard to start with, and we're going to cull the tabs as we go through. Yeah, I was going to say, mm. as, as tabs get closed, this will get easier, but I'm trying to jump between the Spirit thing, the UKGE thing, and the Bombix mm. website. Uh, I, I love their description. Uh, Overnight, the darkness has thickened, but only one of them will enter the legends. Colourful dice... Count your luck, but be attentive to card combinations. Ooh, uh, different game boards. Yep. So it's got, yeah, it, as I say, all the art, really cool, just like hand-drawn, black and white, uh, colourful dice, um, dice placement. Uh, yeah, it just looks really cool. Um, I don't know too much about it. It's going to be a common theme here. Mm-hmm. I've researched surface level because there's you can't, you can't deep dive too much into 500 games that are coming out in an expo. Um, but this one caught my eye for yeah the art style and uh, just the name as well. And I, I had a, I actually had a quick brief look through the rule book as well. And it, it just seems like a pretty cool combination game. Um, cards and dice, you mate. Like, you, like, your heart like, level yeah, intro. Yeah. Cards exactly, and dice. Exactly. Yeah. Cards and dice, like rolling dice, and then using those to do stuff. But then turns later, you know, like using things you accrue or different things to then mitigate those dice rolls, be either plus one or change them into different things and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, really fun. Or oh, it looks fun. Anyway. Bombix Games. Nice. Hello. I'm definitely going to give that a look. Nice. One that I was interested in, mm. uh, Two Tomatoes Games, and it's a game called Coral. Grow a coral reef together, but keep the best spots for yourself. So It looks to be a semi-cooperative game about building up your three-dimensional coral, and that's all I know about it so far. So, like, I was like, okay, it sounds like it's going to be pretty. It's got a little bit of, like, cooperative elements, but also it's like you're working to build up this coral reef. And that was enough to make me go, 
this I'd stop and have a look at this and see yeah. and learn a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Have you played um, that other game called Coral? Coral? No, I haven't played the other one called Coral. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That was my, that was it was my only when I tried looking into the coal game that I saw there was another coal game. So I knew yeah. nothing about it until 15 minutes ago. I can't even find it on now. the Two Tomatoes website. Uh, oh, uh, I can ping you a link. Yeah. They're a Spanish, uh, Spanish publisher. BGG, 343, 899. It's not going to help me. Damn. In the time of need. Let's go. Coral 2022. Okay, got it. Hey, you got it to, you got it to be quicker. Damn it. You, you won, you <laughs> I just had to bleep on the WhatsApp come through. Anyway, looks cool. Um, but yeah, there is another game called Coral. If you want to go play that instead. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. My next one is from Dazbog Games. And that is called Overtime. Overtime. Yeah. It's basically you work in an office. <laughs> I saw that. I glossed over it. Like yeah, I, I admit yeah, I glossed. Yeah. 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 The theme the theme is very uh like on the nose, but A B C D E. Oh my god, I'm trying to fix word I was thinking, it's like, oh, is, is this gonna be one of those games that leans too hard into office humour? And yeah. I mean I made an office joke earlier, and they're usually really shit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> office style jokes. It's a satirical card game of office life and overtime hours. Uh, to me, the art looks really cool. It does look like uh, like Saturday morning card, uh, like the three panel strips in newspapers. So not not like Saturday morning cartoons, but you know, like newspaper More like cartoons, Hobbs, old school Garfield, yeah, that, that kind yeah. of style. Really, really well done. Um, it's a like hand management and take that. So just like a little card game in a box hopefully interesting a satirical take on office stuff and not just like oh, office bed lol like it looks from the picture that uh, at least the cover and what I could find of it which isn't too much there's not too much out there yet really um, that yeah it does seem to be a pretty good take on that kind of stuff like funny in the way that's like <laughs> life sucks <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like everyone that complains about office culture is like lol this is terrible but we all do it for 40 hours a week until we die um, it's that kind, of, that kind of like dark uh, workplace humory stuff but yeah loads and loads of cards loads of cool art just seems really interesting to me so I'll, I'll definitely cook if they get yeah nice no, I'll join you for that I would hmm. not buy it that's a that's coming out of your board game budget. Yes, I have a budget. <laughs> you talk like I'm a responsible human. <laughs> there is no budget. I'm not a responsible human. There's never been a budget. Uh, I, I tell myself there's a budget and then I break Credit it almost instantly. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't have any till uh, a Dice Games. And this is actually uh, yeah. 2018, but they're doing a new expansion. It's Flick Fleet. Oh, uh, yeah. That dude's uh, pretty cool. I've never noticed this. It's completely gone under my radar. Oh, really? And on the topic of going from office humour to ridiculously stupid games, build a spaceship and then use dexterity <coughs> to flick it. I was like, all right, down for that. Uh, yeah. 
kind of. You don't really do that, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell you what it does. I'm right. just looking at the artwork and the pictures and the name, and I might okay. have assumed that if you called it Flick Fleet, that you're going to flick the fleet. But maybe so that's it. Yeah, so the spaceships are like flat models, that, not models, like flat things that go on the table. And then on them, you put different tokens, like round bits, which are the missiles and then you flick those out of the ship towards the other ships so it's ship movement plus the but then the shooting is the flicking bit still cool still cool oh yeah still, no, it's still fun yeah 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 like the, yeah this yeah, i see this guy promoting this on twitter all the time like he's i think he's just like a one-man dude um one-man band made this as you say 2018 just been trying to trying to get it out in front of everyone since then um it just looks it looks fun it looks fun but yeah dexterity and flicking dice flicking as well and the Xeno Wars one just sounds like it's got a bit of an alien theme over the top of it. Two new alien species and new rules for up to four players, which I think yeah. is probably a good thing because it's only a two-player game. Yeah. So that doesn't seem the best two-player game when you've got like really... It's really competitive for two-player, I think. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's like one-on-one. Um, yeah, you've got like all your abstracts live on a tarma. There's so many things that you can play. Yeah. And this one's multiplayer. Seems- Multiplayer yes. spaceship flicking game. That sounds way better. Catapult feud. It was fun with two people. It was a lot of fun with four people. On brand, using the new name. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. Just because you bought the old version. And I had know. to look that. I had to look that. Catapult game. Yeah. I kickstarted yeah. it. I've still got one open. Yeah. Unopened Catapult wanker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably, bring, probably bring that just uh, for drunken shenanigans. No. There's too many boxes. <laughs> if you want to play there, just buy it. It's there. That's the people are there. No. no. <laughs> That's what you and Zach are for. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. My next one is actually the next page along, which is Free League. Uh, two things. One smaller than the Not smaller than the other, but uh, the One Ring RPG. So it's a new edition of the One Ring role-playing game. Um, the the One Ring is is uh, obviously a Lord of the Rings game. It's a Lord of the Rings tabletop RPG game. It's apparently quite good. Um, it's set in, not during the main bit, like a lot of the Star Wars RPG stuff as well. So it's tried to get away from the the one main story of Doom and just like, oh, you want to be a elf shooting shit over here? Like, go do that. And then you know it's up to the gems and stuff. Uh, the adventure books are quite cool. Uh, but yeah, those are cool rules. Um, new addition to that art looks dope. But that wasn't why I picked them. The other one was uh, the Tales from the Loop, the board game. So Tales from the Loop, awesome video game. As you know, we are a video game slash board game podcast. Uh, and this looks like a really cool implementation of it. Uh, you and your friends play comp- cooperatively to investigate the mysteries originating from the loop a huge underground science facility with strange effects on the suburban landscapes around it. Um, yeah, so this seems really, really fun. Uh, there is nothing out yet, unfortunately, about this game. There is a video which has like really, really close-up pictures of the art, and then there are 10 pictures which are those same pictures which are close-ups of the art. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, and that is it. So... Really, really cool. Uh, really, again, a common theme for me, like really stylized art, really cool um, looking art and characters and that kind of stuff. Cooperative. Um, yeah. I just think it looks cool and I like the game. So good stuff. I mean, yeah. Com- all of those are completely valid reasons to want to try it. 
Yeah, loads. Oh god, my next is Hatchet Games. Where's your next? Uh, yeah, that was me as well, actually. Ooh, because my one's a bit on brand for the video game board game uh, crossover world. Yeah, also, like, this war of mine is in between the two, but that's been out for a while, so people should play that. Uh, the video game, I never played the board game. People should play both, I guess. I mean, if it turns up in front of us and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, then give, give it a go. Yeah. Cool, which uh, Hachette game? Uh, mine was Northgard. Ah, okay. uh, that video game, I've never played it, but my brother says it's pretty damn good 4X game. And it looks and seems like it's going to be quite a good adaptation of that into a 4X deck building board game. So I'm interested. I don't know if I'd ever get to play it in real life outside of the expo because it seems super complex and bitty <laughs> and long, similar to that Civilization game we played with me, you and Zach. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched... Uh... I watched a video demo of this at Ooh, UKG Digital. Yes, because I remember it. Maybe it was in development and they changed a lot of stuff. But I watched a guy talk about and play and describe this game. It was like one of the, it wasn't one of those ones where you play. It was one of those where you pop onto the stream and he was playing it with someone and talking about it and you could ask questions and stuff. I'm interested. It seems like it's going to be over the top. They reckon 45 <laughs> to 90 minutes, but I call absolute bullshit on that. I call shenanigans. <laughs> woo, woo, shenanigans, shenanigans. I call shenanigans. But yeah, no, I, am, I am still interested to see how they try to do this. I love people <laughs> trying to convert those really complex strategy games into board game format. Because yeah. I feel like it should work. You know, like strategy games and board games, that's... That's got to be the best way of connecting the two hobbies. Mm. Yeah. I'm torn on that kind of stuff. Though. If, if it's too much upkeep, this you is have to do interested. too much stuff, then it's better that you have the computer do that stuff. See um, Gloomhaven going fully digital recently. Yeah. Yes. Finally, updated that app to include the actual full campaign. Finally. About fucking time. <laughs> Cool. Uh, and then my one was Ultree. Ultree. Uh, it's not on the spirit thing, but it was on the events. Uh, not the events, the awards page. It's been shortlisted for best board game, brackets, American style. So it's not really an American style board yes, game. Yes, by Studio sto- H. Yeah. Um, it's got story. So they think it got... <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't really know it was why it was nominated for best American style. Um because there's only two styles, Euro and American. Apparently, no. an American is has story and Euro is point salad. And that is about it. You have to fit into one of those two things, apparently. They need their third category because Ameritrash isn't really fair anymore. It was fair five years ago, but now they're not so, you know, they've, they've evolved that style of Western games. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rangers help local communities and defend kingdom in order to restore hope. Uh, it's a cooperative, dice-rolling, storytelling, story-driven scenario game. Um, and again, just looks cool. Cool art, cool pieces. You have uh, little wooden men on horses to trot around and uh, complete missions. And it looks... <clears throat> the character windows and that kind of stuff looks like a, you know, like a Baldur's Gate-style, kind of like old-school RPG, old-school PC-based RPG crpg um yeah it just looks fun 
and uh, it was nominated for an award and it came out last year so it will be available which is cool that's always a bonus always a bonus because I noticed there's quite a few that were from last year that have been put through this year like Lost Ruins of Arnak is currently up for best board game Euro style even though I swear that it was up there last year because I bought it at last year's expo so I'm like two years in a row nomination seems a little bit odd so I, yeah. I don't know whether the awards last year are basically being ignored because of the whole pandemic situation. Did the they UK even the do awards last year? Yeah. Are they, have they combined them? Because under Best Dice Game, you've got Under Falling Skies as well. And I played that on stream two years ago at Digital. This on, is what um, I was struggling to work out. Like I know Paul, the Paul Grogan's gaming rules. Because <laughs> he like did stuff for Jet Games. And uh, it was out. Like you could, I could pre-order the game then. Like, and it was out within a couple of months. And that was two years ago. So I know yeah. it's been a bit of a dry couple of years due to everything. So yeah. it has made me wonder whether they've just kind of been a bit more loose this year. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm speculating. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Uh, yeah, Lost Ruins of Iron best board game Euro. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was strange. Very strange. Um, cool. Next one. Uh, mine was uh, by Cosmos. Uh, yeah, Dodo. Oh, really? Dodo. Oh. Yeah, I'm here for it. Here for it. I've got no idea what it is. Apparently, it was 2020 and it's light as shit. But, <laughs> you know, you're just. Dodo. You, you, uh, the description of BGG. Right, Speed right, is yeah. of the essence in this cooperative game as a dodo bird has laid its egg on the highest mountain peak, but then unobservantly let it fall out of the nest and towards the cliff. But using teamwork, you can bring the rolling egg safely to the foot of the mountain. Quickly roll the building materials you need, collect hammers and nails and attach bridges to the sides of the mountain. If you manage to steer the egg safely into the lifeboat, you've won together. And it just sounds absolutely stupid. And I'm <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Save the, even on the front cover of the box, it says, save the wibbly wobbly egg. There's <laughs> a picture of an egg that wibbles and wobbles. I'm fairly certain it's a kid's game, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's like your wow. four or five beers game when you yeah. know learning new rules is more difficult and it's just, here's some real-time egg-saving action. Off you go. Pre-orders are sold out on their website. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, day uh, day. I think you that's going to be... Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the day day. <laughs> Get the fuck out of it. Wait, the, what? The weight is 2.5 kilograms. That, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just looking at stuff. I mean, the complexity weight is one. <laughs> it's, just egg, it's just an egg rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, As I uh, said, man, there's going to be... Oh, it's actually a little maze. Oh, God, I didn't even look at pictures of this. Oh, my God, I, I actually want this so badly. I'm probably going to buy this on a whim before I even play it, if it's like in the 20-quid bracket. Uh, 30 on Cosmos. Ah, uh, you can suck my wallet. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I still need to try this. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, I had a Cosmos one as well. It was one of our games of the year last year new version that's the my city roll and write on mine too yes yeah yeah i wonder what it is and <laughs> what it what it's like it's, it combines toll lang and roll and write um 
and I think that is all we really know. But as I say, the 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 yeah, blah blah blah. My city was uh was on yours and Zach's game of the year list twenty twenty, and then I bought it, and then it was on my game of the year list twenty twenty one, as in top five of all games we played in that year. Uh, it was really good, and so mm. a roll and write version of said game is hopefully also really really good. It's that actually is, played it. over four chapters. So it's uh, four chapters, each with three rounds. So they've tried recreating the actual <laughs> game with the 12 rounds you play it over. Mm. And during construction, you'll face new challenges each time. So I want to see how they've built the legacy elements into the roll and white. So I'm actually really excited for this. Yeah, maybe like each each game you get like a mini pad with like four pages on it and you go through it and then there's like you know, 50 of them in the box or something. So you're not just, you know, it's not just one pad of the same sheet every single time or something like that. I'm imagining it's like the Rustling Leaves one recently from Cosmos, where it's, uh, you've got the four pads for spring, summer, autumn, winter. So yeah. actually you buy the one game, but it's four different roll and whites with slightly varied rules. So that's what I imagine this is. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. should be good. Uh, but yeah, like completely sold out. Can't pre-order it on the website. So hopefully it's there and I can pick up a copy. You have permission to buy that for me on the Friday when I'm not there. Because annoyingly, oh, I'm, I'm not there. So <laughs> I'm going to go straight there, uh, among other things. There and Alley Cat, I think, are the two I'm going to go to straight away. Before things sell out. Um, cool. Your next one? I realised my next one was a 2010 game. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk about a 2010 game. So I've just closed that tab. <laughs> what was it? Uh, the Great Fire of London. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really old. Well, yeah. uh, Medusa Games, right? They've been demoing that for so long. I don't think it's 2010. Yeah, I was uh, I was curious, and I've just never noticed it before. But if it's 2010, uh, I'd be a bit, like, cautious about it. Mm. Yeah. So I don't have much more to say to that. <laughs> what I do, what I do have to say though, and mm-hmm. this is again combining the love of the hobbies, Mighty Boards, Vengeance Roll and Fight, which I think we spoke about before, which is the Roll and Write game in real time to try and simulate the uh, the, the fighting game genre. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Trying to find it. Real time Roll and Write game. Mm. I mean. That sounds absolutely awful in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I picked out a good uh, real-time game and then I closed it and I forgot what it was called. Very nice. They always hit or miss real-time games. Yeah. They're quite tense in a weird way. Like I love Kitchen Rush, but I love it because I used to work in kitchens and I like that pressure that it made. But I very much respect and understand why people hate that game with a passion. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through the Kickstarter now. So this was Kickstarter, the Mighty Boards Revengeance, uh, Vengeance Roll and Write. It seems possibly a little bit solo. So like you all you like you don't fight each other, you like battle through like a bar, you know, go room to room in a bar. Street to raid style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess you're both doing it at the same time. But you're not like I don't think you're like whacking each other. Which, and if you were like, like beating each other up real time, roll and write, that sounds not 
<laughs> it sounds so fucking stressful. Yeah, it sounds just chaos. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what I want from it. I, like, if I'm playing a real time game, I want it to be chaotic. You know, I want it to be stupid and things will go wrong. And you know, it's about the player interaction. That to me, like a real time, is all player interaction. Yeah. So from what I'm seeing, it, it's not that. It's you're all like going through. Yeah. Beat him up, star. Double okay, dragon. Nice. Golden axe. You know, the classics. I know, we're just listening on fucking Mega Drive games or Genesis <laughs> games. Yeah. Yeah, Mega Drive. Uh, oh. Right. My next one was uh, Phalanx Games. And it's called Successors. And weirdly, I could not find this on their website. So I didn't know too much else about it other than what was on here, which is almost nothing. So a bit of a weird one to mention. It looks cool. And the list of stuff is an area control campaign slash battle card driven dice rolling events pick up and deliver point to point movement game. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, everything. (laughs) I know you you, you're like, I want a game that doesn't do everything. And I'm like, this is every genre of game. I said I'll Um, accept a medley if it's done well, but I just yeah, I just really like the 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 blurb was um you have to establish yourself as the sole successor of Alexander the Great's vast empire. Uh, oh, this is a fourth edition, the fourth and heavily updated edition of one of the yes. best multiplayer strategy games ever published. Successes is a card-driven point-to-point movement strategy of two to five players. It's that kind of, um, you know, like Stalin is dead kind of thing where it's like there is, you know, you're the, the you're one of many of the second and thirds in command and then something happens to the top guy or something's going to happen and then it's like this huge mad rush for power and those kinds of uh, you know discussions and decisions and that kind of stuff which just seems really cool to me uh, and yeah art look cool and just the, yeah basically just the theme it's the entire reason I picked it but I went to the Phalanx website I went to pre-order and it's not on there I went to games couldn't find it on there um, I found it on BGG I guess now that it's, it yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't searching on BGG for these which I probably should have done <laughs> okay Sam Sam uh, guess the weight and guess the playing time I'm about to click on it, but I won't. Um, I'm going to say wait 4.2 and playing time two and a half to three hours. Is it a long one? Uh, wait is 3.76, so you weren't far off. Yeah. Playing time is 300 minutes, so that's five hours. So we're now competing with it's TI. Yeah, this is a TI style game. Mm-hmm. And Northgard was coming at 90 minutes for a similar 4X overly complicated game, so... We might get to try successes. No, fuck. No, no, no. No chance. No chance. Unless we just skip sleep one night. <laughs> Even on the back of the board, it says game components, board game, 23 miniatures, 20 stands, 128 cards. And then a slightly smaller font where it's like almost like they're ashamed of it. It says almost 500 tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we played Twilight Seven. Struggle and we spent the first hour just fucking poking out tokens so many tokens uh this seems like one of those games that's like really fun and really cool but everyone needs to be on exactly the same wavelength you need a lot of people and you all need to be invested and already know how to play and happy playing six hours this is ti but with romans so it looks cool i possibly will never get to play this game (laughs) oh man no no Uh, we will we will one day. Uh, Scott, Tony, 
We've been trying to you guys. TI for about five years. Fucking just organise it, man. Organise it. You know? I've seen Scott and Tony this enough. week, even. Wait, are you seeing Scott and Tony? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Birmingham on Friday when they're UKG on the day that you're not. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, they were coming out on Friday. <laughs> Wounded. Wounded soldier. Oh. Wounded. Yeah, so we're definitely going to like stop and play some games. Yeah, do it. Do it. Hell yeah. Uh, that was mine. I had one more from the list. Is have you, have you kick, Oh, I was going to say, have you kickstarted it? Um, but no. No. Snapshot Wildlife Photographer by Paperboat Games. Oh, I, yes. If there was one game on this entire list that I thought <laughs> that Chris is going to pick this one, it was that one. It would definitely be that one. I, I opened. I've unashamedly accepted that a bit of an animal theme gets a long way for me. Yeah. And, you know, that just... It sounds fucking adorable, and it sounds cute. And actually, it's rated seven point six currently. It's meant to be really good at two player, so it hits a lot of the boxes that I need to hit in this time of my life. So this will probably be one I'll end up buying on a whim. Uh, oh, snapshot! It's a terrible name. What's the game called? Snapshot Wildlife Photographer. There's also a Snapshot Floor Explorer because you know. If uh, you want to get that a plant's root. Uh huh. 2021. It's like Pokemon Snap in a board game. And I want Red that. Panda on the cover. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. 36 unique animal cards. Yeah, this is just your, your, your game in a box. It really is, man. It really is. I picked it just for the artwork. And the more I read in it, the more I'm like. Yeah, you get prestige points for how good the photos are. Oh, you can take multiple ones and you get habitat bonuses. Oh, I was like, yes. Fucking shamelessly put this <laughs> in my hands. Nice. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it. Paper boat games. Yeah, I don't really um, know the uh, publisher that well. I've not no. heard of the designers before either. Oh, they also did um, the one that I almost picked out was that Cloud Foxes. Cool. Which is also by them. A fast-paced tactical board game for one to four players transported you to the world of Sky Pirates where you fly foxes and levitate ships. Uh, dice management, dice rolling, tile placement, area control. Look cool. Again, super fun. Um, comic book style art. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't research it too much. So I, I took missed it out my list. that. Yeah. That also seems like it might be up my alley. Yeah. Because area right. control plus tile placement. I mean, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Lord. It's not on BGG. I'm just adding it to the list. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it's not really anywhere. It's not on BGG. The only place that I can find it is on this list. So that was why. Now I remember why. I couldn't find it, so I took it off. Uh, it looks cool. That's from them as well. So if we go to stand number 1-605 for Paperboat Games, <laughs> we can pick up snap, <laughs> Snapshot and Cloud Foxes. Uh, and then my last one was multiple, and it also has one that you you, you want to go talk to the guy anyway, so I might wait till Saturday. Stone Sword Games. Yes. Yes. I am going to go up and have a bit of a chirps and a bit of a chat. Because... Oh, chirps. 
Uh, they, like, they, they didn't even put Hogs of War on here. <laughs> they're not even they're not even shipping out. They're not even shopping Hogs of War apparently. I don't think they'll do a second one. Not after the massive loss they made, unless unless the game suddenly gets like hugely popular and is wildly successful. I can't see them doing it with the amount of money they lost, which is a shame. But <laughs> which is a shame. It's I'm glad I backed money. it. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was a, this was a weird journey I went through because I I um, Sen Senjutsu is the name of the game that was on Kickstarter, but it's Senjutsu Battle for Japan. It's a Saramai, samurai dueling game for wonderful players. Looked really cool. I saw it when it was on Kickstarter. I was like, I can't, I can't, I didn't, I don't need another box of miniatures at the time. But it looked really, really cool. And this is another thing that the expo is great for. I didn't want to pay for this. I didn't want to buy it on Kickstarter. But I'll definitely go give it a go because it seems quite cool. Um, but then I'd forgotten the name of the thing. So I went on their website and I was like, oh, Hogs of War. It's the same guys who made the game that Chris has been waiting for that's been massively delayed and lost some loads and loads of money. Um, and then I realized they also made Full Moon Jacket, which mm-hmm. was that Vietnam uh, inspired werewolf game, Vietnam War yep. inspired full, you know, full metal jacket, full moon jacket uh, that we played, I think, four years ago at an expo. It was a long time ago we yeah, played that because yeah. we just walked past and it was clear and it's like a hexagon based miniatures game. And. Yeah, the guy was like, do you want to play? We're like, sure. <laughs> we had no intention of ever playing that game, but the guy was just like, this is free. <laughs> like, all right then. Uh, and then we had a pretty good time. We played, played about an hour. Like, I think that was, we, we, we shut down the convention with that, right? We, we played it until the buzzer went, uh, I think, or maybe we finished the mission. I can't remember. I can't um, remember. But it was quite fun. It was just one of those things where it's like every turn, the guy was like, <laughs> and now 10 more werewolves we were like fuck <laughs> um, why is this funny that I went through this journey of oh yeah that game looks cool and then oh that's that one oh it's that one um, but anyway the two the, the two they're both Battle for Japan some of the same um, style the same uh, series they're doing Senjutsu which is the one that they kickstarted and then Daimyo uh, which is designed by Martin Wallace so um, of Brass among 400 other games fame so this should be quite cool if he has a hand in this. It's going to be a Euro-style area control strategy set in the Sengoku area of Japan. Um, not much detail on this one yet because this is the one that's going to be after they ship Senjutsu, which isn't out yet because Hogs of War is still coming. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pop around there. We're going to have some words. Uh, I'm going to try <laughs> gonna have some words. <laughs> we're going to have some words. Those are fire words, son. That came out really wrong. Well, I meant like a nice chat. Like, so you can talk about Hogs of War. I can play some Jutsu, and then yeah. we can have a look at Daimyo. Like Daimyo, because Mike Wallace is involved, it instantly makes me more interested. Uh, and if they're keen on doing this whole series of different, you know, battle in Japan games, then I'll definitely, uh, definitely go check that out. Yeah. Like, okay, it's it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to having a chat with those guys. There's a couple yeah. of people you should see every year as well that we we'll go have a chat with. Like that artist who does all like the book designs with the prints, custom prints over them. Oh yeah, like I know Zach can. We'll go over and have a chat with him for an hour. <laughs> He's at some got point. so many of those in his house. <laughs> he sees that coming. He just like cracks open the chat. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been he's been tweeting me on the side asking me what Zach's been reading recently so he can make uh, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> The expanse, you say? <laughs> Brandon Sanderson? Oh, no. What? Yeah. It's going to um, be really good to see everyone again, though, and have those sort of chats. Like, I loved it. Like, I know you haven't been for a couple of years. 
but last year speaking to yeah. everyone in the hobby again and speaking to like designers publishers and stuff like that yeah i enjoyed the digital nice for that yeah i enjoyed the digital one more than most but yeah it's just nice to be there and do stuff but on the introvert extrovert scale you know there is a tip scale here and you're definitely on the doesn't like leaving the house that much and i'm more on the i'll die about social interaction side yeah it's not that like i go out and do stuff but it's like i i i if you know if i'm in an online lobby playing games with people and talking to people i think i find as much enjoy or near enough enjoyment out of that than had i seen those people irl like it's not that like it's not introverted extrovert it's like i i yeah, my no, brain thinks of the same thing as the same thing. Like, I do need to, I do need those experiences where I talk to people and I do hang out, but I just conflate them so closely that I don't care that it's online as opposed to in person. Whereas you have to speak to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to yeah. see them. Basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, it's fine. One of us, one of our brains is weird, but who can say which? It's probably mine. <laughs> if you'd like to tell us who's as weird, I'm sure you can email us or message probably us. Or, yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was a very, very, very brief look at uh, just a couple of things we pulled up. As I say, I had my list was maybe twice as long, and I culled it quite extensively because I didn't want the show to like go crazy, crazy long, and I didn't want to research or go into too much stuff because it's just you're you're, you're there for days if you want to do that. Uh, some people do that. Some people like pull out every single game they want to see find the stool on the map plan it out um i'd prefer to know roughly what's there roughly what i want to see and then hope i find it <laughs> like i don't like knowing where stuff is i just i just wander around i like i like, I like the exploration angle i find when you explore is <laughs> when you find those unique gems or yeah. those games that you might not have considered before as well yeah it's- oh free league also do the alien rpg uh which i have done there which I might get the new Colonial Marines book. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's so much. I'm on the new games list now. Literally thousands. Uh, People have been not storing games up, but similar to Jankon is in the summer and uh, Eschenspiel is also in the summer. A lot of the bigger publishers kind of similar to E3 where video games, you know, in June, we have to have our trailers ready to show people in the board game world. It's like, we have to have our games ready to be shown, demoed and possibly pre-ordered or bought in these two months because it's all the big shows are now. You need to be out there and that's when you make your most sales. Uh, So there's literally hundreds and thousands. We can't go through this list, but I'm super excited to play some games, have some beers eat some food in the food trucks out the front pulled of the Hilton. pork sarnie every oh. fucking year. It's such a good pulled I'm pork so sarnie, pork. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you yeah, know, that's out, that's out the front by the... Uh, it wasn't the last thing, year. Though, but, the, nah, the, but the food trucks have yes. better stuff. And the bus, there was rolling double-decker bus that's also a bar. And <laughs> you can get sitting in it. I miss all of that stuff because last year they didn't have any of that. It was all like indoor catering because you know oh, boo. they had to restrict how many people boo. were there. Yeah, and I want to I want to queue up forty five minutes for a crepe <laughs> outside, <laughs> outside and get a sunburn and then be disappointed. That's that's part of the experience. Oh man, I'm so excited! Even just running through that list, actually. Yeah, like I, I love the fact we come up with these lists and it's like essentially it's a short list, and then you combine the three of us all of our own short list. And shit will disappear or get added very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be chaos. So that's that's a, that's a list of things that hopefully we'll see. Might not. 
Uh, as I say, going to be a bit random. Uh, but that is our UK Games Expo preview. Shall we move on to? We actually, we're not going to go through games we played this week. Uh, I finished Elden Ring, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that next week. I finished Bug Snacks. No, for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, games, games are game, played. Video games on hold, such hiatus for a couple episodes. Yeah, like this is this is the Christmas period for board games. Yeah. You know, like when Christmas comes around, you will see we don't talk about board games that much because fucking video games are coming out of the woodwork in preparation for the Q4 release, yeah. and we're just in the other side of the spectrum. On the back of that. Just bring it up. We have a question from a listener. If you want to send a question to the show, you can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handles are the same at downtime underscore gaming. You can also email us contact downtime gaming at gmail.com. It's dot com. I'm glad you remembered though. I almost almost gave the old email address. Yep. Yep. We, We are moving things along. Uh, also have a Discord. Just reach out anywhere. Uh, send us a question and we'll maybe answer it on the show. Um, a common question in the world of board games is about gateway games. This phrase that some people like, some people don't, but what is essentially a game that is hobby-ish oriented, but not so ridiculously complicated or you know stressful that it turns people away. So people that aren't avid board gamers what is a good game to show them the side of the hobby without you know getting them overwhelmed um but a question from long-time listener and contributor to the show scott hello um is more about what do you think is needed to make a good gateway game to introduce people to board games so instead of just a list of recommended games which would include you know Ticket to Ride and Catan and those sorts of games. Oh, no, um, no, Catan. That's a whole discussion in itself, you know. Yeah, oh, they're Catan the five years ago, yes. Carcassonne, whatever. Uh, so more specifically, what, what is it about those games? What is it about games that makes them classified as gateway? Or what would you want to see in a game that you would classify as gateway that you could then ship to, like, new people, you know? You have people over. You want to play a gateway game. You don't have to name the game, but why and what elements of the game would you think would make a good gateway Annoyingly, theme, I think, is the most important. I think mm. if somebody's not into board games that much or doesn't understand the hobby, having an interest in how it looks and feels before they get to the rules dump is a good head start. Because yeah. the rules dump is the rules dump, no matter how much you slice it or splice it. You know, like, even with the other half who's getting into games recently, if you sit her down and it's a 45-minute rules explanation... I've lost her after 20 minutes. No matter how much she might enjoy the game, it doesn't matter. The fun's gone. Mm. So having something that the person's invested in to start with is really key. And the rules dump, it needs to be fucking streamlined as far as rules are concerned. I.e. a few rules that you can slowly teach them and explain the game in a clear, easy pattern. And not, here's 60 victory point conditions that you have to memorise simultaneously. Fucking off you go. Yeah, you know, I think that's what separates gateway from something more complicated. Like it has, you have to be able to explain it in under ten, mm-hmm. if that. Ten I minutes is we... a long time to listen to somebody spew rules. To, for people like us, it, you know, it's not because we're used to that, and like we'll play like a, uh, like an Imperium Classics where it took us half an hour to get going, it, it, even longer, and we were just like, okay. But like, if somebody's not used to that, 
10 minutes is a long fucking time to sit there and listen to rules. Um, so I'd say five or less. <laughs> even yeah, if- honestly, five or less. Something where I could set it up and explain it in the same amount of time. Yeah. So it's like that the illusion of downtime isn't there between here's what the game looks like. Now sit quietly, yeah. put your phone down and listen like I'm a teacher lecturing you. Because that's sometimes I think how people feel. Yeah, and uh, for your other point as well about good theme and something that is engaging, um, I think also one that grips people is zero theme, nothing. Mm-hmm. So either yeah, or either that engaging kind of theme or like a no thanks or something. This mm-hmm. is no theme. This is cards and numbers on and counters, yep. like abstract. Like the, people understand that. People know what a deck of cards is. People can play that. Like a game that is that you know an abstract thing i think an abstract version of a game is better than oh here's this here's this number flipping over bidding game like you turn a card over it has four dragons on it and then you have to use these tokens of illusion it's like people be like i don't want to play this it's like you turn it over it's got a 13 on it do you want it put a counter on it done <laughs> like it's either good theme or absolutely no theme whatsoever this is just like cards that's a really good counterpoint actually i i hadn't considered about games like no thanks Hmm. Yeah. Huh. I, I struggle slightly with like a love letter. Like I think the theme's not great, but the game is amazing. Oh, so, love letter theme sucks. Lo- that's love why letter's only good to teach. So, yeah, that's why they put so many fucking skins on it. I think love letter's only good as a gateway game. It's because I can get somebody to sit there and play two, three rounds of it to learn the game. So there isn't a rules teach. It's just here's cards. <clears throat> High numbers are usually good. Read what the card says. Play it. Done. Yeah. And then people get to play and learn as they play. And I think that's really helpful in games where you can do like a round or two practice where it doesn't yeah. significantly impact. Like Catan, why I wouldn't say that's a good gateway game anymore is the placement is so fucking vital. And yeah. newbies just yeah, don't... the first selection is... Wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, How could you know? It's like your first time playing a game and it's just like... You don't want to tell someone how to play, but also in Catan, I feel like you have to kind of yeah, like, I mean, you have to say, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just let them pick someone on the map and then just lose the game in the first turn. Like you have to at least help a little bit. Yeah. So I think you made a good point as well about the no thanks. So the card element, most people at some point have played a deck of cards or Yahtzee monopoly. Some people might have played risk and those sort of like, slightly harder old school classic games. Yeah. I think good gateway games take those mechanics and they're similar enough or modify them enough that it's interesting to have decisions, but also it feels comfortable and it feels familiar. Ah, yeah. Anyway, that was my next point, which was almost exactly <laughs> the same as you were in that taking, you know, I love Dice Throne. Scott loves Dice Throne. Dice mm-hmm. Throne is amazing. It's a, I think it's a really good gateway game. Because it's Yahtzee with more bits. So if you you can just start with the you know Yahtzee. Everyone knows Yahtzee. You roll you roll dice, you put some aside, you roll them again, you put some aside, and you roll them again. You get three rolls done. Uh, but in Dice Throne, you have characters and powers and the dice activate stuff, and it's just you don't have to explain the game play, you just have to explain the bits around the outside. And there are so many games that run off of Yahtzee rules and so many games that run off of uh, like trick taking, like Fox in the Forest. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, everyone knows trick-taking games because... Have you played Hearts? Have you played Hearts? Have you played any hundred of trick-taking games? Like, okay, here's this, but with 
more slightly more to it, like one or two extra bits. So it makes the initial teach so much easier and something that people are familiar with. Um, yeah, I agree. Those are the best ones these days. But you're right, Catan is no longer a good game again. No, because that that survived by basically having roll and move mechanics, and that's what expanded on. But again, like a lot of the gateway games just expand on those mechanics, like Ticket to Ride, it's set collection. You know, games yeah. like Go Fish, Chase the Ace, stuff like that, card games you play as a kid. Hmm. You're just collecting pairs or four of a kind, like Rummy. You know, so set collection is a mechanic you learn as a kid from those sort of like classic card games. So when someone said, here's a board game where you collect cards, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Taking common elements that people already know and expanding on them, but not a lot. Not too much change. Just here's the core. Here's the bits that are different. It's interesting to think, though, that gateway games in 20 years are probably going to have escalated in difficulty. By nature of games being more common now means that if you're trying to do... If you follow that theory to the end, like logic to the end, if nobody plays Monopoly anymore or any of that sort of stuff, and the gateway games are things like Azul, Cascadia, Ticket to Ride, then the new gateway games will be ones that take those mechanics and modernise them. Yeah. No, because you'll always have people that don't play games and then they need a way to get into games. So you can't make a, oh, this is like a zoo, but like a bit more complicated because that makes it more interesting. Like it doesn't make it more interesting. That's just making it more complicated. I mean, look at the Azul variants. None of them are better. None of them are as good as Azul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have people that don't play games that need a, not don't don't need a way into games, but like if they are interested in playing games and you need something that's not, 15 minute explanation and, and uh, unwelcoming theme hmm. as more and more and more and more people play video games which is becoming way more common then I guess maybe but even then there are still people that don't and they still just don't care it's Until kind of interesting to think about how it's all evolving we're watching this evolve, hobby evolve in real time and video games who grew up with it evolving like if we were 10 years older we would have been at a point where like as adults you see it get to where we are now yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's crazy i did have an interest i went to a boot fair over last weekend and i was hunting board games because it's a boot fair you know and yeah. i found a copy of villainous that i didn't buy like a dickhead and i found a copy of unlock secret adventures that i bought for pound i'm very happy of that wow nice for a pound. she bought villainous for her son who was seven years old mm. and it was too complicated and they tried it once or twice and hated it, and now it's at a boot fair for sale. Fair enough. It's um, it's trickier than it seems, villainous. And that was the interesting part, because we're talking about like what makes a good gateway game. That game's got theme for days, yeah. and yet they bought it for a seven-year-old, and I'm like, is this now the other side of the coin, where games are almost getting too easily viable, viable, purchasable, available? Uh, yeah, purchasable. Yeah. Yeah, that now you're gonna have the problem of a lot of kids and stuff not understanding at a young age and then just hating it because, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always that problem that we say about like making board games out of video game themes or out of movie themes, which are these things which are meant to bridge people from other fandoms into board gaming, and then they're shit. It's like, oh man, <laughs> it's like somebody in game, like, movie, yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed yeah. movie, terrible. Like, yeah, someone going into a game and be like, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn's my favourite game. Oh, Horizon Forbidden West just came out. And you see, like, oh, there's a Horizon Zero Dawn board game. Please okay, don't buy like, it. Okay, it's like 80 quid and full of miniatures, but, like, 
I know the property. Like it's a cool game. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. slap their name on a bad game. Uh, so then they take, they buy that game. They go home and they spend like eighty quid on something, and it's shit. And it's just like, oh man, oh man. Like these, the games that do that, that branch out into other fandoms to get people in. Those are the ones that have to be good, because as you're right, like if if, if that seven year old played that, they'd be like, I never want to play a board game again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay, well. Mm. Back Fair to enough. Fortnite, son. Off you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was just—I thought it was an interesting think piece, as opposed to the usual. What's a, give me a list of good uh, gateway games? Uh, instead, now you can make your own list of good gateway games based on the criteria that we've set out. And the answer is Dice Forge. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Dice Throne? Dice Throne. Dice Throne. Yeah, dice Throne. Dice Throne. Dice Forge is quite good as well, but it's also not a gateway game because it's pretty complicated. No, let, let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Azul for me is the gateway game I'd always recommend. But anyways, we're not doing this topic. People here are listening <laughs> for the expo. They don't need to know what gateway games are. Or no. maybe it's their first expo and they just don't know what they're here for. Exactly. You can play everything. If there's an open table in front of you and somebody's demoing a game and they seem have, like friendly, sit down, play that game. On the flip side as well, if it's just you guys and you're not having fun, just stand up, walk away. Like say, yes. sorry mate, this isn't for me. I'm not going to... If they said, oh, you should play like four more turns. Just your time is valuable. There's no point. Just stand up, walk away. Uh, if there's a group of three of you and one other random person playing, then maybe don't because they might be having fun. <laughs> but if it's just you guys and it's not fun, just leave. Like you, you don't have to sit there. Like there's no ums and ums. I think I'm pre- pretty. We've definitely done that just, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. They know. You know. There's no point sitting there for 20 more minutes and going through emotions. There are so many games to see. Like if you're not having fun, uh, don't feel bad. And they, I don't think they'll feel bad either. I think they'd rather you were honest and gave feedback and like left and then he can get somebody else in who you know they might get yeah. a sale out of like it's better that they're showing people that might buy the game they um, need to get bodies through like it's super exactly. it's a numbers exactly. game at the end of the day isn't it yeah. yeah so don't be uh you know don't feel like it's a social grace that you have to kind of sit there through it like even games that we've really enjoyed we've left like halfway through like uh, we've played like a couple of times like okay we've got a really good grasp of what this is mm-hmm. uh yeah we might have been interested in buying it but like we're not going to sit here for another 40 minutes and finish the game because we've seen enough and, and you know, sometimes you need to move on. That was <laughs> a lot. That was Die of the Dead last year. We played it for about 10 minutes and after 10 minutes, it's like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. I don't need to play this game anymore. I'm yeah. just, I'm buying it. It doesn't actually matter now. Are we going to waste 20 minutes seeing this through or do I just go, here's my money. Thank you very much, lad. Appreciate it. Tell me some stories about the game and I'm gone. Yeah, I think the original, uh, the Dice Hospital demo as well we did. We left halfway through. It's like this is really cool. Like two, like, three turns, enough to see the combos yeah, pop off. Like, but yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, a couple of combos went off, and we were like, "Oh, this is really interesting." Like, we'll keep an eye out when you hit it on pre-order, uh, and then we left because, yeah, there's no point sitting there for another half an hour, forty minutes finishing it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's going to be fun. Really looking forward to it. First one in person for a long time. Yeah, games. Yes. And normally it's like this, then E3 straight away. Uh, no E3 this year, but video games and board games. For some reason, love the summer. Like everything happens in the summer, despite the fact that everyone should be should be outside. <laughs> <laughs> Go outside! Like no, I've got board game expo and E three on. I'm going to stay inside and watch streams and play video, play board games. I've got a fever. <laughs> Fuck that noise! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to roll dice and shoot space marines. Uh. <laughs> right, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, hey. 
Thanks. Leave us a review on whatever podcast and app you're listening to us right now. Click the five stars. If they're less stars. Five star, five star team. Has to you know? be five stars. Thumbs up, whatever whatever app your thing does. Five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is. If you want to send us a question, contact downtimegaming at gmail.com. You could have your question on the show. As I said, we're on Instagram and Twitter, downtime underscore gaming. Uh, check out our Discord as well. Come reach out to us on one of those and we'll give you an invite. We post it occasionally, but it's kind of all over the place. Uh, that's it, really. That's it. Do you have a if closing you thought? Us, if you want to see us, we will have branded fucking t-shirts. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we <coughs> might stick out like a sore thumb. Sam over here has not seen them yet. So, uh, oh no. you know, he's going to... So, so we might not be wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, our brand coordinator's done a great job. You know, she's done a great job. So I, great I think job. we might be both be co-hosts, though, on the t-shirt. So unlucky oh. on your demotion slash, you know, my gonna, promotion, however you want to see it. It's not promotion because you're always the co-host. I'm the actual host, so I'm just going to delete some of the letters from that thing. Uh, get yourself like a purple Sharpie and you can just go over a couple of the letters and you're sorted. You should wait till you see Zach's shirt. Zach's t-shirt's going to be gold and I'm not going to say it here. Oh, really? because, yeah, He'll see it in a week. I know uh, you I, I just Just tease him, man. So if you want to come chat to us, please. Like, we'd love me to be listen to, you know. We yeah. just like to talk about games and we the expo. We'll probably love games as well. Definitely. All right, that's good for us this week. We'll see you at the expo or not. And we'll see you in two weeks' time, where we'll probably talk a little bit more about video games, but also uh, UKGE debrief is probably going to be a lot more about board games. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Uh, stay safe out there, and we'll see you then. It's been a pleasure. See you guys. Bye.